Welcome to Living Orthodoxy, an invitation to a deeper life in Christ, a podcast of St. Philip Orthodox Church in Souderton, Pennsylvania, dedicated to connecting the liturgical and spiritual life of the Orthodox parish with the life of the Orthodox home, presenting the weekly homilies of our parish pastors, Father Noah Buscelli and Father James Thayer, as well as discussions of the liturgical year and Orthodox life and practice by Justin Gold and Jeff Hyatt. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, today in the Gospel, as we have heard, there are two events happening at the same time. One, as we have heard, the woman who suffered infirmity in her body for long years, physicians not able to help her, she approached Jesus Christ, inspired by her own intention, her own motivation, thinking in her heart that if I just touch the garment of, or the edge of his garment, I'll be healed. This is like a self-inspired faith. Very strong internally person. On the other hand, we have the ruler of the synagogue who came to ask for the healing of his daughter. And while all those events were taking place, the very deadly message came to him that actually his daughter died at that very time. And somebody said, do not trouble the master. Here is the example, the moment when the faith collapses, goes down to very ground. And Jesus Christ says to the ruler, do not be afraid, just believe. Extremely challenging words. That means do not fall, do not fade in your faith, but rise back your spirit. Not everything is lost. We know the events will happen after. On one side, we may ourselves a question where to find that spiritual strength that when I approach Lord and pray, he can hear me. When I ask for something, it may actually happen in my life. And one of the points, a very strong one, it shows the example of the woman who touched Jesus Christ. It's a very symbolical scene. When she gets healed, Jesus Christ says, somebody touched me. And apostles who were following him, and there is a large crowd, he says, Master, everybody is touching you, pushing on us, touching, hitting. And you ask who? All those people represent us all. We all gather around Jesus Christ. We all praying to him. That means touching him in a variety of ways. But only one person touched him differently with a great intent in her heart. See the difference? When we bring our prayers, 
Yes, we announce the word, we, we repeat the words, we read the psalms and, and, and other orders of our rules, but very often it is very external, very formal. I need to read my prayer because I have to, I read, I need to do that, that's my rule. And that formal approach, unfortunately, is like those people who touch Christ physically, but they don't bring their internal intent of their heart. So we say the prayer with my, our mind, with our lips, but unfortunately often we do not attach our heart to our prayers. And we may ask ourselves, why is he like that? Why we feel so spiritually weak? In my mind, I know, I believe, I respect the church, I read the Bible, I respect the holy things, but when time is for prayer, I experience great weakness in my heart. It is the struggle between the logic of our mind and the faith of our heart. And the problem is, that specifically in our times, it used to be always like that, that the logic of the human mind fights against the faith of the heart. We are being raised in a scientific way. We are being raised in kind of, by media, atheistic world. And to that scientific, logical approach to life, atheization, and great propaganda of demoralization, our mind is terribly corrupted. And our soul is terribly weakened. So if you think closely, we hear a lot of news, movies, programs, all of this brainwashing propaganda it's washing our brain, but in the very wrong direction towards materialization of our life, towards the thinking in existential, existentialism, just what I need for my survival in a physical means. That is a great limitation for us humans when we consider that we are, first of all, spiritual beings inside our hearts. And now, having such a luggage on my mind, when I return to my heart, I try to pray, and all those thoughts of logic, and considering external reality, truly kill the spirit. What is the cure? How I can help myself to get out of that pit? And as the Holy Fathers teach us, we need to read them. Those who did struggle spiritually entire life, and many of the monastics who quit everything from this world, just focus on their spirit in order not to die spiritually. 
They say we need to replace the messages. What is being given to us from this world and put more what is nourishing your heart from the side of the Holy Spirit, from the side of the holy prophets of God, holy apostles, and all the ascetics who taught us how to think and how to nourish ourselves. What you put into your mind, this is what you become. If you put more of this world, you become a person of this world, experiencing that kind of internal loss. But if you begin truly, turn your attention into the, your internal life, read the psalm, read the prophet, say your prayer from your heart, nourish yourself spiritually, you slowly will become a believer, a Christian soul. And there is a moment of weakness when I come to realize where I am standing. Very important to recognize that level where we are. Okay, I start my good approach. So how much I can ask from God and how much I can expect really to happen. There's a level. From one to ten, let's say. And I have asked God to help me during the struggle of the day of my work so I will not get aggravated by somebody. That maybe they will be smoother. Realistically, in my logical mind, possible. So I ask for that. And say, okay, I prayed, God helped me. The day was good. Thank you, God. That how, my, how much my logic allowed me to accept. But let's say we go to step number two. Something more serious happens. Something more beyond my control. I ask God to help me in that situation. And now, what my logic is saying, uh, that might be too much. Or, we often say, I God pray to you, give me that kind of miracle. But inside our heart, we don't really feel that this will be fulfilled. Because our logic says, no, that's way too high. It's not going to happen. See, so that's the struggle. That shows us our level. Maybe at this moment of my life, I ask too much. So I ask less. But instead, believing that this is my level of intellectual acceptance, how much my heart can ask for. And miracles do happen. I give you a recent interesting example. My friends upstate New York, I know them for over 20 years, a little bit older than me, but her husband was discovered with tumor in his brain. Believing people going to church and he went for surgery and the doctors say, you have like to her, to his wife, two months, maybe six months, the max of life. And 
when I spoke to her, she is a believer. I said, we need to pray for him. He has got chest more than that. And I hear that confirmation. Yes, yes, we need to pray. It's a typical reaction of the person who goes through terrible experience in life. That collapsed spirit when something wrong is going in our life. But I say, you pray on our side, I will pray on my side, let's, let's do it together. And you know what? Good hope, good spirit, year passed. I spoke to her recently, year after, how is your husband? And she said, yes, he experiences effect of the tumor. He is not fully functional, but still managing his life. Doesn't go to work, but we still have normal family contact. And continue to struggle. And I ask her, remember our first discussion. Tell me from the first time you heard the message till today, one year after, how big is the improvement from what the doctors told you and what you see today? She said to me, 100%. For me, it's like a heaven message. Even still, there is a struggle. But to hear from person out there, 100%, better than any expectation, it's a wonderful message. We never know how much we can ask for. But we keep trying, we keep struggling. And she was asking in the first place, if God gives me, us, like a family, at least a few more years, so she didn't ask for complete healing, for 100 years of life, at least a few more years. Obviously, looks like to me that they receive what they ask for. So prayer works. I cannot enter into the soul of the person and tell you what is the difference in her that God listens and fulfills as much as her logic allows her to accept. But this is our personal struggle. We need to challenge ourselves and do not quit in the first step. When I get the message, I collapse. Listen, Jesus Christ is next to you. And he says to you, do not be afraid, only believe. That's what he said to the ruler of synagogue. And who knows what the outcome can be. It's a very gradual approach for us. Why? Because we are spiritually weak. But let us take that first little step, and then maybe next one pray more, and things will happen. They will start turning towards more positive side. Like, you know, it's cloudy sky, but then there's a little bit of sunshine going through. That you pray first for. Not completely blue sky, because internally we are not on that level. Maybe some of you are. God bless you. But if we are not, let's do our expectation less and pray for that little ray of hope. And that will be great blessing. Amen. Amen.